0: The following podcast was made possible by the sponsorship of Teresa Leong Lee and by Catholic Digital Resources, where you can find downloadable faith formation resources and evangelization tools. Visit Catholic Digital Resources at CatholicDR.com to build your own faith and the faith of others. That's CatholicDR.com.
1: What I want to give to you is for, at the end of Lent, for you to have a closer relationship with God the Father than you have right now. We usually think of Lent as a journey with Jesus, right? Let me tell you a story. Many years ago, uh, I was going through a very difficult time with a priest, he was the chaplain of Good News Ministries, we were just starting out. and Um, He was an alcoholic and very codependent and causing problems. It it got so bad that we actually had to remove him from the ministry. And eventually the the bishop removed him from the diocese. That was a four-year journey. The first Lent of that journey, the Lord showed me something, taught me something about Lent that I hadn't thought of before, never realized it before it changed my life. It's part of who I am today and what I teach today. It's the concept that whatever Jesus went through in his passion, including the things that we don't often think about, such as the time he spent in prison or time he spent thinking about how Judas betrayed him, different different things that aren't necessarily in scripture. But when you think about it, yeah, Jesus went through that. Think about the times you've been betrayed. Jesus felt betrayed. When we feel the suffering that comes from betrayal, we are more closely connected to Jesus at that time in his betrayal. What I did for that whole Lent, guided by the Holy Spirit, was, because I never thought of this on my own, was every (laughs) hardships that I was going through and it was like God orchestrated it see we did it, it happened kind of like in a chronological order of what Jesus went through I'm using betrayal as an example I felt so betrayed by this priest that while I was going through that I reflected on how Jesus must have felt going through his being betrayed and how bad I felt how hurt I felt Jesus felt it a gazillion times more. So whatever your pains are, whatever your sufferings are, connect it to something that Jesus went through and realized that he felt what you're feeling, but a gazillion times more because he's God. You know, we, we tend to, we've learned how to, to cope by burying some of our feelings or, you know, going shopping for, you get our mind off of it or something. And Jesus didn't do that. Jesus felt it keenly because that was part of who he was. And that was part of the redemption that he gave to us by him taking it totally on himself. As Isaiah said, by his stripes, we are healed. So your sufferings, if you take this Lent and use it to connect your sufferings, even our concerns about what's happening in the Ukraine. And the war there. Let's see how we can connect that to Jesus' suffering. In Jesus' ministry, he was very aware of the Romans who had taken over Israel and were sometimes brutalizing the people. And, you know, the Israelites wanted to get their land back. They were hoping that Jesus would be the Messiah that rescued them from the Romans. We can connect our feelings about what's going on in the Ukraine. We can connect our prayers about it. We can connect our fears about it to Jesus and his concerns about the Roman occupation of Israel and stop and spend some time reflecting on how Jesus might have thought about it. Because that's not in scripture. We need to, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and I recommend to say, Holy Spirit, anoint my imagination and then with that we try to imagine what it might have been like for Jesus to go walking down a road and seeing Roman soldiers marching by on the way to perhaps imprisoning somebody unfairly or uh, or or putting down a rebellion and crucifying those who were rebelling when we connect what we're concerned about when we connect, Our hardships, when we connect our sufferings to what Jesus went through, it is very healing in the sense that we feel closer to Jesus than ever before, and we know that we're not alone in it. We can ask the Holy Spirit to help us hear Jesus speak to us in that situation, but that's the preamble to what I really want to get into, which is our relationship with God the Father, because all that Jesus went through was for what purpose? To redeem us, to get us into heaven. He went through everything, all this passion, all this suffering, his whole ministry, he went through that to bring us to the Father. Right? You know, he, how many times did he say, When you see me, you see the Father? And he taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, our relationship with God the Father. Jesus wants it to be as good as his relationship with God the Father was. Jesus is introducing us to God the Father. Jesus is taking us through the Lenten journey, through, through the healing process, through the purification and penance process, through everything that we go through this Lent. And this Lent is significant because think about what happened two Lents ago. That was when the pandemic hit and the churches got all locked up and we weren't allowed to go to mass or to any of the sacraments. And you know that was a real hardship. And so this Lent, we're still dealing with, some places churches are still closed. We're still dealing with politics that have made matters worse instead of better in all of this. We're still, still dealing with the chance of getting sick from some variation of COVID We're still dealing with mandates and taking away our freedoms, and you know all all that controversy. It's hard. And now on top of that, Russia, you know, attacking Ukraine, and we don't know where that's going to lead. So this is a very important Lent, where God the Father really wants us to know Him better than we ever have before, because He's our Daddy. He wants to be our doting daddy. He wants us to climb up onto his lap when we're feeling insecure about any of the stuff going on in the world or in our family or in our health. You know, he wants us to be able to climb up onto his lap and be held by him and be aware that he's holding us. And, you know, like a daddy rocking uh, us in a rocking chair. It is very difficult, isn't it, to feel God the Father that way? Most people don't feel that close to God the Father. It takes a lot of work, a lot of diligent seeking it to feel that way because we've all grown up with images of God the Father that's not who He really is. Every human father, every human authority figure, every mother, No matter how good they were, or how holy or how like God they were, they were imperfect. Let me tell you a story how I learned about this. Many years ago, we were trying to sell our house. Our kids were little, and they'd been born in a neighborhood that was not very good to raise kids in. And we thought it was very important to find a better neighborhood. So we put our house on the market, and we asked God to please help us sell the house. We thought, well, that's a cinch. It'll sell real fast now because he wants to take care of our kids as much as or more than we do. It was a time when the houses were selling fast. Uh, I noticed that the atheist house down the street only took a couple of weeks to sell. And I'm thinking, okay, it's a cinch for us. I mean, he didn't pray. We're praying. It's a cinch for us to get our house sold fast. Well, eight months later... We still had our house on the market, still unsold. And my faith was practically destroyed by now because, you know, why isn't God answering this prayer? Why is God help? Why do atheists sell their houses so fast, but we're not? Why is God being so mean? Why is he neglecting us? Why has he abandoned us? By eight months, now this was a growing feeling or fear that I had. And by the end of, of eight months, I was so lost in my faith. I was so broken from unanswered prayer that I couldn't go to mass without crying, but I had to pull myself together because we had to set a good example to the kids and take them to mass and they were ages three and five at the time. What made me want to cry at Mass was because Mass was full of evidence that God cares. So I thought, well, He cares about everybody but me and my family. I felt so abandoned and rejected that in order to get through mass, I literally disassociated myself from Mass. I imagined I, I loved needlepoint work at that time. I did a lot of it. So I imagined, I concentrated in my mind what I wanted to design as a needlepoint project. I spent my mass time needlepointing in my head. I knew at that point that I was either going to totally lose faith or I needed to get some help. So I contacted a, a nun, a, a religious sister who worked at our parish in pastoral care. I went to visit her and I told her everything And she told me a bunch of things. She was a good counselor slash spiritual director for that situation. But everything she said, none of it stuck except for one thing. On the way home, I was thinking, that didn't make any difference. That didn't do any good. Then came, by the grace of God, one of her sentences. She said, we project unto God what humans have done to us, or what we have experienced from humans. We projected onto God. As soon as I remembered her saying that, I immediately heard the voice of God. I mean, it was practically audible. And he said, I am a true friend. I am not like friends who have let you down. I am a true friend, capital T, capital F. And with that, it was a a weight was lifted off on me. I'm like, oh, and I just knew that it was true. I mean, the Holy Spirit graced me with the knowledge that it was true. And I just, I could hear it, I could feel it, I could know it. And so um, I went home and shared that with my husband and it took another month for the house to sell, but I knew that the reason why it didn't sell immediately after this revelation was because God was testing me. Now, when you're tested, a test is for your own benefit. God already knows your heart. He doesn't need to test it, but we need to find out how strong we've gotten. And so for another month, 30 days, the house did not sell. And throughout that time, I was fine, I was joyful. I knew that God was still caring about us. And so after the 30 days of living in that, yeah, I'm free from that despair that I was feeling after a month of living in the truth, the house sold and other things fell into place. There was a house we had picked out to buy that someone else signed a contract on because we were still unable to buy it, but that deal fell through. So we end up getting that house after all the reason why God said, I'm a true friend and not a true father that came later is because I had been, I had belonged to a charismatic covenant community where we got together often and, and shared family events. And, and we were, we were there for each other and I had gotten the flu and my oldest I didn't have the second one yet And my oldest was only he was still crawling uh my husband was not able to take off of work so I I said well I belong to a covenant community let me call one of my friends who cares and you know because she cares I know she'll help and she said no and her reason was she needed to cook her husband's dinner and it was only three o'clock in the afternoon and I, by the time I had called her and I couldn't figure out why? I'm like, just like, just come and pick up my baby and take him home with you because he needs a diaper change and I feel like throwing up. <laughs> so, like, But no, she didn't help. I felt very let down and disappointed and like she really didn't care after all. And I had unknowingly projected that unto God until he made it very clear, I am a true friend. So in your relationship with God, the father, it's important to realize that First of all, you need to identify what ways you feel let down by God or abandoned by God. Um, He's not answering my prayers or um, he's too busy or he's got bigger problems than my problems are and or whatever, in whatever ways that you feel that God the father is not all that you want him to be. Those are projections where somebody showed you a wrong image of what God the father is like when you can identify that, then it's very freeing, it's very healing, and your relationship with God just gets so much closer, just blossoms, just deepens. That's so important. I, I put it into a book. This is my book, 30 Days to the Father's Heart. It's 30 Spiritual Exercises. That with lots of uh, explanation and stories of of real people's lives, it leads you through a whole healing journey to, and it helps you identify the the ways that you feel let down by God. You're believing a wrong image about God. Where did that come from? How to separate it out and, and meet the real God. So it's 30 days of meeting the real father God. Um, So you can get that off of, you can go to my website to get it, gnm.org. You can also get it off of Amazon. gnm.org has a menu that says books, and it's one of the books that's listed there, 30 Days to the Father's Heart. But anyways, um, I want to tie this into Lent. Before I do that, is there anything that anybody wants to, to add or a question, or anything like that? Well, I, I've always had a close relationship with Jesus, and not so much God the Father, and I'm trying to, maybe I'll get that book, because I did have, it's very hard to separate when you've had an abusive father. Yes. And that's how, you know, you don't feel close, because you're like, you know, you're associating the God the yep. Father with your father on earth. Right. And uh, you're one of the people that I wrote this book for, Kathy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. My own dad was not physically abusive, but he had a quick temper. So his words were not exactly what you might call abusive, but they were cold. He was very cold in, in other ways, too. He never hugged or when he did hug, it was a very stiff, unfriendly hug. There was no warmth to it. And I grew up hearing how when I was a baby, my father never held me. He was afraid I would break if he held me. And I'm sure the little baby and, you know, the little child of me was going, hold me anyways. (laughs) And he didn't even want to change my diapers because, oh, that's stinky. So let let the wife do that. So uh, my journey of getting to meet God the Father is in that book. Uh, It was Jesus who introduced me to God the Father. Like you, Kathy, and many, many people, I was close to Jesus, but God the Father was distant. I wanted him to stay distant because he was a disciplinarian. I didn't want him to know what I was doing. You know, I was afraid of getting punished. That's one of the things I really want to talk about for Lent. Lent is a time of looking at our sins, facing our sins, repenting of our sins, But that's real hard to do, isn't it? If we're afraid that God the Father is going to punish us. Now, we know about the sacrament of confession that, you know, that cleans us and and makes us holy again. And we know about Jesus dying on the cross to take our sins. But you know how few people actually go to confession these days? And I think it's because we're afraid of being punished by God. People, I think, have a real hard time admitting that they have sinned, admitting that what they've done is wrong because they're afraid of, oh my gosh, if that really was a sin, like, for example, abortion. You know, I know people who absolutely refuse to take a look at the the idea that the abortion they had many years ago was actually a sin because all their life they've been protecting themselves from a God who is going to just. Crush them with a huge punishment if he finds out as if he doesn't already know. But these guilt feelings tell us that if I admit my sinfulness, if I face it, then God the Father is is just going to be so mad at me. He's going to punish me. I don't want to enter into that punishment. So I'm just going to continue pretending that everything is fine. It's not really a sin. Lent is a time of taking a good look at how we have sinned so that we can become holy. The world has gone bonkers. Sin, as you know, is rampant. We're all supposed to accept the nonsense, the craziness that evil says has got to be true. And I believe it's because people don't know God the Father. They have all these wrong images of God the Father from growing up without a father in the home or with an abusive father Think about how families have been under attack, how families have been torn apart and destroyed by evil, whether it's having an affair or whether it's alcoholism or whether it's, they just don't even try to get along the the spouses and myriads of reasons why men are not being the husbands that they are called to be. Satan has been gradually over the decades has been infecting the world with wrong ideas about what a father is, what a man is. You know, Satan's number one goal is to get even with God the Father by taking his precious children away from him. Satan does not want anyone to know God the Father as he really is. And the best way to keep us from knowing God the Father is to give us bad images of what fatherhood is like there's just so many ways that Satan has infected people's thinking with wrong images of fatherhood, which then become wrong images of God, the father. So we need to examine for ourselves what we need to peel off of us that has been put on us through the sins of others, through evil strategies so that we can get to know God, the father, as he really is. Flint, is a time of examining our consciences and doing penance so that we can break the grip of evil in this world you know the more people that humbly repent the less presence satan has and in evil in the world we need to go through the journey of lent examining our consciences figuring out where we are weak in our holiness so that we can grow in holiness to get to God the Father at the end, to get to him not as, oh, he's going to punish me for my sins, but oh, he gave Jesus to me and Jesus died on the cross. Tremendous sufferings. Have you ever had an adult child go out into the world and end up in a job that was abusive or in a marriage that was abusive? In some way, you sent them out into that world. And that's a little bit of how God the Father feels sending Jesus into the world to be tortured for us. That's how much God the Father loves us, that he was willing to do that. If Jesus was willing to die for us and go through that excruciating suffering, God the Father went through an excruciating suffering of his own. What do you want to get out of Lent this year? You want to get a close, intimate, loving, personal relationship with God, the father. You want to get rid of all your false ideas about what God, the father really is like, and, and get to know him as he really is. Get him to know him as your doting daddy, who, as you face your sins is going, yay, yay. He's, he's your best cheerleader. You know, he's, He's like, yes, she got it now. He got it now. He, he understands he's repenting or he's going to soon repent. He's, he's facing this, yay. Because when God the Father looks at you, even while you're still sinning, he sees you as the saint he created you to be. And Jesus on the cross is between you and the Father. So that when he looks at you while you're sinning, he looks through Jesus dying on the cross for us and he sees the end result. He sees you as the saint that he created you to be. And he's all excited about that. He's he's your best cheerleader. He's not a punisher. He's only a punisher to those who totally reject him and reject what Jesus did for them on the cross. And it's not like he's really doing the punishing. It's that those people are entering into their own punishment. They, They create the world that is full of that punishment. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I ask you to fill everyone with a new knowledge of how much you love them, how much you want to be good and give them more goodness than they can even imagine, how much you want to do that's that's a, a blessing, not because we deserve it, not because we ask for it, but simply because you love us and love cannot be idle. Love cannot do nothing. Love has to love. Father God, help us to be recipients of that love better than we ever have before. Come Holy Spirit, help us to be recipients of the Father's love more than ever before. Lord Jesus, guide each person to God the Father and help everyone come through this Lent, and reach Easter with a relationship with God the Father and the Holy Spirit and you, Lord Jesus, that is more than they ever imagined possible. Anoint everyone, Lord, with this new love, this new understanding of your love, and with the joy of repenting because of that love, the joy of growing in holiness and desiring to please you because of that love. We pray glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Terry Modica of Good News Ministries. For more faith builders, or to learn more about this ministry, come visit our website at gnm.org. You'll find online resources and lots more to help you know the Father's love and grow closer to Christ, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Visit GNM.org today.